0: Good evening, and welcome to Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro, where PGA and LPGA players, legends, and top instructors go to share their stories, insights, and playing lessons. Join Chris every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as he talks with the greats of the game. Tonight's show is sponsored by the French Lick Resort, Ben Hogan Golf, the PGA Tour Superstore, Two Wonder, the Salt Creek Golf Retreat, TaylorMade Golf, the Bobby Jones Apparel Company, and SuperSpeed Golf. Now, here's your host, Chris Mascaro.
1: Hey, good evening, everybody, and thank you for coming back and joining me again this week on Next on the T. It's great having you here with me. Can't thank you enough for making time out of your day to come and be a part of the show. Tonight, very excited because I get to share One of the top instructors in the game with you. Plus, it's U.S. Senior Open Championship Week, and I've got a former uh, senior champion joining me tonight as well. So it's going to be a fun night. Again, thank you for being here. First up with me is going to be Golf Magazine Top 100 Instructor Kelly Stenzel. Kelly is also a PGA Master Professional. She's also an author, having written several books, several women's guides to playing playing the game of golf, playing more consistently and lowering scores as well. I'll get Kelly's thoughts tonight. Uh, you know How how are we doing bringing more women into the game of golf? Is she seeing more women come to take lessons? Is she seeing more women's participation? Really looking forward to getting her thoughts on that and plus how she thinks the LPGA is doing with growing the game. So looking forward to having that conversation. I'll also talk with her. About a piece she recently did for Golf Week magazine regarding Brooks Koepka's swing, so I want to hear her thoughts on that. Plus, we'll get some playing lessons, of course, as well. How to hit more crisp iron shots, plus how to chip better when we're around the greens. So we're really looking forward to my time tonight with Kelly. She'll join me in just a few minutes. Following her, I'm going to get a return visit from 2011 U.S. Senior Open champion Olin Brown. You guys know. What a great friend of the show Olin has uh, become over the years. He's playing in this week's U.S. Senior Open that's being played out there at Notre Dame. All right, What a great place to hold a uh, a senior major. It's on a beautiful course of core and Crenshaw Design. So I want to get Olin's thoughts on the tournament and what the course is like. He has shared some very cool videos from his experience so far out on social media. Go on his Twitter page at Allen Brown and Brown is B-R-O-W-N-E. So at Allen Brown, check out some of those videos. He's coming off a strong weekend uh, at uh, the American Family Insurance Championship. So he's got some good momentum heading into this week. So really looking forward to talking with Olin. He'll join me at the bottom of the hour. So as always, folks, more great stories and information coming your way tonight on this edition of Next on the T. And like I say, as always, thank you so much for tuning in and taking the journey with me. Before we get started, you know, I always like to remind you about my good friends, uh, Mitchell and Matthew Lawrence and their great golf shows. Mitch's show is called Talking Golf Getaways. He and his co-host, Darren Bunch, they let you know about great places to stay, play and even eat and drink while you're there. You can stream their podcast over on GolftripX.com. It's also available on Audioboom, Stitcher and Player.fm as well. So go there, check out their show and learn more about some of the hidden gems that we have around the country. Mitch's twin brother, Matthew, also has a great golf show. It's called Backspin Golf, and it airs Sunday mornings from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time on WLXG ESPN Radio AM 1300 over in Lexington, Kentucky. And this show is so much fun because, first of all, because Matthew's great, and he's got a lot of great guests as well. It's a great way to kick off your Sunday mornings. Again, it's called Backspin Golf, and you can stream it online at WLXG.com or doing what I did, which is download the WLXG app. And folks, as you know, we are sponsored by the French Lick Resort. Let's hear from Steve Rondonero about what they've got going on this summer.
0: It's a Pete Dye masterpiece, the Pete Dye course at French Lick Resort. Pete says its location on one of the highest points in Indiana makes it special. The long views, you can see many 20, 30 miles from many of the fairways and many of the tees and greens. And, and you can see it in 360 degrees. Donald Ross's hill course put French Lick on the golf map more than 100 years ago. It's where Walter Hagen won the 1924 PGA Championship and the place where today's Symmetra Tour ladies battle each year. It's the ambiance around it that makes the golf course. Combine our many resort amenities with legendary golf and you have a getaway like no other. French Lick Resort is the home of the Senior LPGA Championship, won in 2018 by World Golf Hall of Famer Laura Davies. Play the course's champions play. Plan your trip now, online at FrenchLick.com.
1: Yeah, folks, go online to FrenchLick.com to see for yourself. What a wonderful place they have up there. Got a casino on the property as well, folks, so go check it out. FrenchLick.com, check out that wonderful uh, facility and book your stay as well on there. And, well, folks, TaylorMade has done it again. The all-new M5 and M6 drivers have arrived, and what a great story they are. They are both they both feature speed-injected twist base, which is created through a revolutionary manufacturing process where every single head, and I do mean every single head, is injected and calibrated to the threshold of the legal limit. So, basically, every head is made tour spicy, so it helps speed for all of us. Check it out online by going to TaylorMadeGolf.com. And please also check out our friends at the Bobby Jones Apparel Company by going online to bobbyjones.com. They've got their summer collection out. The thoughtful selections are rooted in character and endurance. The signature details, colors, and fabrics remind you that you are well on the way to the game you were meant to play on the course and in the course of life. Check their summer collection out online by going to bobbyjones.com. All right, now back with me here on the French Lake Resort guest line is Kelly Stenzel. Let me give you a little background on Kelly. She is from Geneva, New York, which is an upstate between Buffalo and Syracuse. She played four years of college golf at Furman, and during her senior season, she led Furman to a second-place finish in the NCAA National Championship Finals. After college, she played professionally for five years on the Futures Tour, the European Tour, the Asian Tour, the South African Tour, and the Australian Tour as well. She turned her attention to teaching, and uh, Golf Magazine has named her as one of their top 100 instructors. Golf Digest has her as one of the top 50 best women teachers, and Golfer Women Magazine has named her one of their top 50 instructors as well. She is a, a PGA of America master professional. She's written several books, including The Women's Guide to Golf, The Women's Guide to Consistent Golf, and The Women's Guide to Lower Scores. Golf Magazine has also named her as one of the most beautiful women in the game of golf, and I'm delighted to have her back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Kelly, thanks for coming back on the show.
2: Hey, Chris, thanks so much for having me, and I love your energy, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my best to keep up with you. You're doing a great job. <laughs> I appreciate <ya. laughs> Hey, and thank you for the nice intro. That was very nice of you. Thank you.
1: Uh, absolutely. But Kelly, you know what? It, it's been a minute since I got the privilege of having you on the show. So catch us up. What's been going on with you?
2: Oh, you know, it's been it's been—it's a few years now. I, you know, it's its never a dull moment. We're super busy. I spent most of my year down in South Florida. I'm running a golf instruction program at Boca Raton Resort and Club, which is just a beautiful hotel and resort. We've got members and hotel guests and a very active group of lesson takers and We run daily clinics, golf schools, corporate events, so that keeps me very busy. I'm also teaching up in Palm Beach at Palm Beach Country Club, and the members there are terrific, and it's a beautiful club in the north end of Palm Beach. And then family life keeps me very busy. My husband and my son, we have a 10-year-old boy who is a great kid and very active and plays a lot of sports and, and does a good job at school. So there isn't a lot of free time, but it's all very good and a lot of fun.
1: Nah, good for you. Kelly, And I, I also know you're working hard to bring more women into the game of golf. I, I was curious, are you seeing more women come to you for golf lessons when you're down in Boca and then when you're out and about playing rounds of golf? Are you seeing more and more women get into the game of golf in general? What, what's your observation?
2: You know, Chris, I've always been really lucky, and I've always directed a lot of my my writing and my time toward women, just because I've always felt it's a bit of a forgotten market. They don't get the attention a lot of the times that I think that they should get. So I'm very kind of hyper focused on it. So because of that, because of that, and because that's really, you know, in in my profile, I do get a lot of women that come to me and and will seek me out for an instruction. And I think that there's a, kind of a nice comfort level there once they do get to me that they realize I'm very relaxed. There's not a lot of pressure. We're going to have fun. If they hit a bad shot, I don't care. We might laugh because sometimes it's pretty funny, but there, there really isn't any pressure. And I think that that really leads to women coming, having a good time, seeing that they can do it, having success, and then, and then bringing their friends. So because I'm so much in the middle of that world. I do see a lot of women and at Boca Hotel, we also, I have two other female instructors. So we have a full staff of instructors, but three female teachers. So I love having my female teachers. They do a great job. I think the, the women at the hotel and the women coming and the men for that matter coming for our golf, golf schools are really kind of pleased with the mix of instructors that we have. So I've just always been really mindful of it and I do see. Women really getting into golf and and kind of debunking the myth that it takes all day. I think that we're doing a better job at helping them to understand that they can come and just take a lesson or they can come and play nine holes, which is an, another PGA initiative. And then this whole Top Golf, you know, movement where people are going and hitting balls and having fun and there's not a lot of pressure. I think that's really opening doors to not only women but a younger generation and and golfers of every and all abilities.
1: And Kelly, as you as you mentioned at the top there about it being women being a forgotten market, if if you were to look out into the golf industry and say, you know what? Hey, there's a couple of things that I'd like to do to to change that. What, what do you think that the golf industry itself can do better to attract more women and keep more women in the game?
2: You know how when I originally started writing. I did some research just to see kind of what type of information that there was out there for women. And I was almost shocked at how little there was. I mean, it was, it was shocking to me. And that was really kind of what moved me in the direction that I went. But, you know, I think that it's not as difficult as it's portrayed. I think that, you know, if you're a woman and you want to get into golf and you're not sure how to get started, there's plenty of information out there. And you just got to either go online and find somebody in your area or ask your friends. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that a bit of this is a myth that, you know, it's difficult for women. It's not. There's so many avenues for them to enter. And if any of your listeners feel like they're a little bit stuck and, and they want to reach out to me, they can email me and I'm happy to find an instructor in their area that, or a program for that matter, that would get them going. So there's, it's just, it's just opening the door and, and starting the process.
1: So, for folks that, that want to email you and could use some advice from you, how can they do that?
2: They can they can email me directly at Kelly K E L L I E at Kelly Stenzel Golf.com. Kelly at Kelly Stenzel Golf.
1: And Kelly, just to take that up a notch, the the, uh, the idea of bringing more women and keeping more women in the game, and it, there seemed like there are some very positive things happening out on the LPGA tour. We've got the Augusta National Amateur event, which was very successful earlier this year. We've got the LPGA Legends Tour, which is growing. We've had a second U.S. Senior Women's Open happen this year. How do you feel like, how do you feel about how the LPGA is marketing itself to men and women and keep, keeping people watching the game now a little more than maybe they've done in the past?
2: Yeah, I think they're really doing a great job. I thought the amateur tournament at Augusta was really fun to watch. And just to see how these young amateur college golfer female play, they just kill the ball. I mean, it's just the swings and the power and the athleticism was really fun to watch. And now you're starting to see some of those amateurs come out of that and start to move into some of the professional tournaments. I saw, uh, I can't think of her first name, but her last name was Fassie. I saw her playing in the tournament this past week. And, and just seeing her swing and how she handles herself. And they're so prepared coming out of high level amateur golf. And they're so prepared coming out of these college golf tournaments that I think you're going to really see that, that, that market's going to really feed into the LPGA continuing to do a good job. And I think, you know, one of the things that your listeners can understand is if you go to an LPG event, you can actually see a lot more than you can see at some of these PGA Tour events. You can get up close and personal. And, and I think that there's a lot to be learned from watching the women swing. Number one, they're typically not as strong. So their technique has to be better. It has to be really, really good. So I think that, you know, it's nice to, to go in the, go to these tournaments and really see the female players up close and, and really learn from them.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's a great point, Kelly. Because you know, from having gone to a couple of events and then uh, watching the the Augusta National event earlier this year and that sort of thing, when uh, when you get the opportunity to to watch the women play the game, I think for at least for guys like me, right, the game is much more relatable. Like I can't relate to a guy like Roy McIlroy that's driving the ball 390 yards at times. That's just something I can barely I, I marvel at it. I can't comprehend it, but at least when I'm watching the women drive the ball 270, 280, 290, yeah, that's still further than I can hit it. But it's at least more relatable to me. And the, and the irons that they're hitting into greens are something that I can more relate to. And I think that is an excellent point, that going and watching some of those tournaments and watching how the women swing is actually probably better for those of us that are just weekend hackers to, uh, to be able to relate to somebody that's playing the game and how they play it and the choices they make and the strategy for playing some of the golf courses and even the distances that they play. It's all more relatable to us.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, certainly for me, for me to hit a 270 or 280, I've got to hit a car path in there somewhere. So there's, there's <laughs> a lot for me to learn as well, but you know, it's a lot more relatable. There, there is no question. I had the privilege to play with Rory McElroy in a, in a charity event a few years ago. I played with him in Else for Autism and he couldn't have been nicer and just the way he would launch the ball i I stood right by him, I watched him hit every single shot, and just the launch angle of these long irons i mean literally they're like lasers. I think every time he hit one, I would just stand there and just listen to it and watch it in amazement, because my the best shot i'll ever hit in my entire life will look nothing like that, unfortunately, it was very impressive. <laughs>
1: And Kelly. Speaking of swings, you recently did a piece for Golf Week magazine commenting on Brooks Koepka's swing. Talk about what impresses you most about what uh, what you see from him.
2: Well, Brooks Kepka's fun to watch. I mean, he's you know he's a local a local South Florida uh, person, so he's very easy to root for. He's you know kind of grown up down there and gone to high school there, and and still lives in the area. And just to watch his success over the last few years has really been amazing. And, and great, a great representative of the South Florida area. But my comment to Golf Week on his, what impresses me the most about him. I mean, obviously he's very strong and obviously he's very fundamental. But as I watch him, he's just so focused. I mean, I, what I see with him is just the look on his face. It doesn't change. It's very focused. It's very businesslike. You, you, I see him be, being very level. His highs aren't really high and his lows aren't really low. And that's a great way to move around the golf course. So as much as obviously you can see the power and his balance is phenomenal, that's something that all of us could emulate would be how great his balance is. But just the way he focuses and manages his way around the golf course, he's he's definitely a person to watch on that front.
1: And he's he's very interesting to me because he's got a unique record, right? He's He's got six wins on the PGA Tour. Four of them are majors, which when you talk about focus, it, it, I, I don't know. I, obviously, I know nothing about Brooks Kevin. I don't know him. I don't know what goes through his mind. But from an observation standpoint, he looks like a guy who is, if it's not a major, he's sort of out there practicing, getting ready for a major because the focus doesn't seem to be the same because if you're going to win a major, and I've said this on the show many times. If you're going to win a major anymore, you're going to have to be Brooks Kepka. The guy is always at the top of the leaderboard in in, uh, in majors, right? He's won four of the last nine this year. He's got two seconds a right. win in the majors. But it, maybe, I, I don't know, what, what's your thought about his focus if it's not a major? Do you think his focus is on his game and he's practicing or he just can't, it, it just doesn't excite him enough to get him up to try to win a you know, oh, by the way, championship or open if it's not a major?
2: You know what? That's a really good question. I I had never really thought of it that way, and I and maybe I'm a little bit spoiled. I don't watch a lot of golf other than the majors for whatever reason, just play busy. But you're right. He doesn't seem to do as well in the week-to-week tournament. So maybe he is just kind of a half step back and not quite as focused. And, you know, I think he's done a really good job of using some negative media comments to motivate himself. And maybe, yes. you know, the media is looking for him to rise to the occasions more in the major events. So, you know, that's, that's a really interesting thought. You know, I wonder if he's just kind of a half step lower in effort and, you know, maybe doing a little more work with his coach outside of the majors, you know, and, you know, during these big tournaments, the coaches are not doing a lot of changing at that point, obviously. So, you know, maybe the time that they're making mechanical adjustments are in the smaller tournaments and, and the timing is all about getting them ready for these big tournaments. It's a really
1: good question. Right. Kelly, you've got a wonderful website. Again, KellyStenzelGolf.com, and you have several playing lesson videos on there. And I want to get a few lessons for our listeners tonight. And I'd like to start with how to hit better and more solid iron shots. How can we do a better job of making solid contact and getting the
2: ball up in the air? Yeah, one of the things that I've tried to do, Chris, beyond the books is I spent a little time filming some instructional videos. Uh, One is full swing and the other is short game. So I've been able to put those on my website. And what we've been trying to do is just get some of that information out to people just to help them help them improve their game. And I think one of the challenges with golf is that little golf ball. It sits on the ground. And at a lot of these beautiful golf courses, the grass is really short. So those of us who have played other sports and a lot of us have, there's this inclination to try to lift the ball or to try to help it up. You know, I see it. You know, every day from a lot of golfers on my lesson tee. And the problem is and the challenge is it's so counterintuitive. So to hit good, solid iron shots, I think for, you know, the average golfer, you've got to go a little bit mind over matter. So first of all, it definitely starts from a great posture where the golfer's bending or bowing from their hips and getting their chest forward so their arms can hang because our arms love to return to where they hang. So it's really a bowing, chest forward, hands hanging right below shoulders. And I like to see the weight a little more forward toward the toes, especially for the women. We've got to get in balance for our, our bodies, which are a little bit different. And then from there, once the student is kind of balanced and in an athletic position, weight a little more forward, and they start to swing their arms. They've got This is where the mind over matter part happens, in my opinion. It's almost like a throwing. It's almost like on the downswing, like a straight extension down. Like if the golfer were to have a golf ball in the right hand and they were to throw the ball straight down to the ground, that's not an exaggeration. That's exactly how the club head gets that club back down to the turf. Ideally, the golf ball is in the right position in the setup. So the divot's happening after the ball, but it comes from good posture and really being willing to extend Down toward the ground. I'll I'll give you a quick story here. I spent some time around Bob Toskey down in South Florida and, and, you know, he's entertaining and just a brilliant instructor and he would put a golf ball on the ground and he would kind of right in between his feet out where the golf ball would be. And he would take a golf ball and he would put it in his right hand and he'd turn back and he would straighten the arm straight down and he would throw the ball in his hand down toward the ball on the ground and he could hit that golf ball. I watched him like every single time, like times in a row, like 10, 15 times. And he he's just amazingly coordinated even at I think Bob's playing 91 now. But that visual of seeing that extension and that throwing down, you know, I think is a really important visual for any golfer trying to hit the ball off of the ground and trying to avoid that inclination to help the ball or lift the ball. It's it's really you know, it's really a straight down extension down. And when you see good golfers hitting, you know, good solid shots, you'll see them taking that turf, you know, that divot, that little turf after the ball. You know, they're not holding back. They're, they're taking big chunks of ground. And I'm not saying that every golfer has to do that, but I am saying that, that to hit good solid shots, if they're straightening their trail arm on their downswing and really almost like a throwing motion, That'll get the club down to the ground, and it'll also create some acceleration to the head and give a little more distance and power.
1: Kelly, let's switch it up a little bit. Let's talk short game, and we do that a lot here on this show. But give us some tips. When we're just off the green and need to hit a chip shot close, how do we hit that shot solidly and not either chunk it or blade it across the green?
2: Well, first of all, it always goes back to good, solid posture. You know, good things happen from good setups. But I think the more the golfers can realize that, Chipping is putting, and if they can convince themselves to make as much of a putting stroke as possible, so probably gripping down on the handle of their chipping club, stance a little more narrow so that their body won't move around a lot. I like to see the club right in the center of the body. You're seeing very little of the ball too far back in stances anymore because they're trying to minimize shaft leans forward to keep the club from digging, and then literally like a side-to-side putting stroke with a little weight in their forward foot. And if they can convince themselves to make a putting stroke, what happens is the chosen club never really gets that high off of the ground. So it's relatively low back and through. And that makes it pretty forgiving. If there's not a lot of up and down, it's a lot easier to brush. So to me, the more that they can convince themselves it is putting, other than the setup's slightly different and the weight's a little forward, I think they're going to find that because of that good setup and that very shallow sweeping motion, they won't hit a lot of fat or thin shots.
1: And what about club selection? On that shot, Are you is that, is that a pitching wedge? Is that a sand wedge? Is that a 7 or an 8 iron? What, what do you like when you're, say, 5 or 10 yards off the green, chipping right up to it?
2: Yeah, you know, Chris, that's a good question. And I've actually changed the way I teach. It's one of the things that really has changed. I used to, in my mind, have like a side stroke that I kind of thought was the right side stroke. And unfortunately, I probably wasted a lot of students' time trying to get them to make that stroke because some of them like little strokes and some of them like big strokes. So what I do now is I find their most comfortable stroke size, and then we calibrate from there. So we determine whatever their most comfortable chipping stroke size, and then we'll literally go through the bag, sand wedge, gap gap wedge, pitching wedge, 9-iron, 8-iron, 7-iron, and we'll build a yardage chart for them based upon their more comfortable stroke size. And it's, it's really just a great way to minimize risk because they're making their most comfortable stroke size and they're probably covering every distance from as short as five yards, maybe even up to 40 to 50. So I'm trying to let them be the golfer that they are and build their yardage chart, you know, based upon what makes them the most comfortable and therefore the most successful.
1: Does any of this change as setup club depending on what the lie is like? Like if we we're in a, on a hole that's got a really tight lie, does anything change in the setup or the club that you select?
2: Not so much for chipping, but we're definitely dealing with a lot of tight lies, and, and it's so situational. I was actually fortunate enough to be out at Pebble Beach a couple of weeks ago at the U.S. Open and, and spent a lot of time watching the players, you know, practice in that long rough, you know, and and what I noticed from the PGA Tour players in this long rough is they rarely, if ever, chipped the ball. So the shot that I just described to you is is definitely to be a very go-to shot for, for most golfers because it's a little lower maintenance. But they were having to hit kind of very high risky pitch shots with a lot of hinge on the backswing and then really accelerating the club down and through to get that get the bounce of the club working a little bit better. So it's it's definitely situational. And the PGA Tour players are just so good at that high lofted shot. They can they can hit any shot from anywhere and it really is not a problem for them. Kelly,
1: before we let you go, remind our listeners how they can stay up to date with all the great things you're doing and follow you on your website and on social media as well.
2: Yeah, I would just love to have them visit me or contact me through my website, kellystenzelgolf.com. And I'm happy, to, you know, if somebody feels stuck in their game, please feel free to reach out to me. And if I can't help you, I will find somebody that can. And Chris, do me a favor when you have Olin Brown on your show next, please tell him I said hello. We used to. uh play a little golf together when I worked at Admiral's Cove a long, long time ago. He's a great guy and I wish him yeah. a lot of luck this week.
1: Ah, I appreciate that very much. He is a great guy and he'll be joining me here in just a minute. Kelly, thank you so much for taking time out of your night to come back and be a part of the show. It's always fantastic when you're here. I hope you'll come back and join me again real soon.
2: Yeah, thanks, Chris. It was fun being with you and I'll look forward to doing this again sometime soon.
1: All right, Kelly, take care. All the best to you and your family. Thank you. That is the great Kelly Stenzel. K-E-L-L-I-E is how she spells Kelly, and Stenzel is S-T-E-N-Z-E-L. So KellyStenzelGolf.com is the name of the website. You can follow her online or on uh, social media as well at Kelly Stenzel Golf. I'm telling you folks, you go on her website, and, and there's some nice videos on there sort of wet your whistle for the great things that she has in store, and you can find some on YouTube as well, and the books are fantastic. I, the one thing that I really enjoy about Kelly is just the, in the delivery style, and I think you got a taste of that throughout the course of the interview and how she talked about it up at the top of the uh, of our time together, where she talks about it being relaxed and very easy. And I think that is the thing, you know, one of the keys to how great a teacher she is is because you feel relaxed when you when you watch the videos and you watch how she's teaching you how to hit these shots, and then obviously you know in the, in the course of the interview as well. I think that's a great trait that uh, that Kelly has. She's a fantastic instructor on top of all of that and very much uh, looking forward to having her back on the show with me again real soon. Before I get to my next guest, Owen Brown, I want to remind you about a few of our sponsors. Be sure to check out our friends at the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company. And folks, if you haven't hit Ben Hogan iron since maybe the 80s or the 90s, do yourself a favor and get a demo iron. You can go on their site, they'll send you a demo, so get a demo iron from either their fort worth ptx new ptx pro irons which i love took them out on the range this past weekend really really nice or another edge irons as well take them out on the range with you and compare it to whatever it is you've got all ben hogan irons and wedges are handcrafted one at a time in their fort worth texas factory so no mass production no shortcuts now you can order custom-made irons wedges and hybrids by going online to benhogangolf.com and like i said they're going to build those clubs to your specifications and best of all charge you a fraction of the typical retail price. Check out their complete line of forged irons, wedges, utility irons, hybrids, bags, and accessories, and their new GS53 driver and the fairwoods, fairway woods as well, which all look absolutely fantastic. I'm reading really great reviews about them online. Check it all out online by going to BenHoganGolf.com. I also want to give a shout-out to a couple of our new sponsors, starting with our friends at the Sandestin Resort. Surrounded by white sand beaches and the beauty of the Gulf of Mexico, Sandestin Golf and Beach Resort offers three championship golf courses open to the public and one semi private course. With recognition from leading golf magazines and reviewers around the world, Each course provides an exciting challenge in different scenic settings. Golfers can choose to play one or all courses, including Raven Golf Club, the Robert Trent Jones layout that played host to the PGA Tour champions back in 2006 and 2007. The Lynx Golf Club, designed by Tom Jackson, offers a winding layout against a backdrop of Baytown Marina in the Chakawachi Bay. Baytown Golf Club, also designed by Tom Jackson, offers a fifth set of U.S. Kids Junior Tees, and Burnt Pine Golf Club, which is a semi-private Reese Jones design available only to registered Sandestin guests. Visit them online at sandestin.com forward slash teatime or give them a call at 844-887-SAND for more information and to book your tee times. I also want to welcome Golf Pride to the Next on the Tee family. In golf, light grip pressure releases power. Golf Pride engineered a secret the pros know. A larger lower hand encourages lighter pressure. Plus four technology is designed with four additional layers, which reduces tension in the lower hand to generate more power. Play plus four and experience a secret pros note. Now available on tour velvet. The winningest grip on tour grip confidence, grip golf pride. Also want to give a shout out to our friends over at positive vibes golf. Check them out online at positivevibesgolf.com. Give them a follow on Twitter at pVibesGolf. Their head covers and putter covers are a unique way to keep your mind focused on positive thoughts, and then, uh, you know, it's a great training aid as well to stay positive and put positive, happy images in your mind. I've got my set just arrived this week. They're fantastic. Go online and see for yourself. Positive And folks, this segment of the show is sponsored by our friends at the PGA Tour Superstore.
3: This segment of the show is brought to you
0: by the PGA TOUR Superstore. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA TOUR Superstore their golf pro shop. Visit them online at
2: pgasuperstore.com. Now, back to you, Chris.
1: All right, now back in making his seventh appearance with me here on the French Lick Resort guest line is Owen Brown. Let me remind you a little bit about Owen's background. He's from Washington DC, played his college golf out at Occidental College in LA, joined the golf team as a sophomore and gradually made his way up to being their number one player. He was named a first team all conference, all SCIAC golfer in 1980 and 82, was inducted into their golf hall of fame in 1997, and their golf annual MVP award is now, it is now named in his honor. He turned pro in 84. Won four times on what was then the Nike Tour, twice in 1991, once in 93, and again in 96. He's won three times on the regular tour. And just a few days ago was the 21st anniversary of his win at the 1998, what was then the Greater Hartford Open. We know it now as the Travelers Championship. He won that tournament by chipping in, oh, by the way, from 40 feet to defeat Stuart Sink and Larry Mize in a playoff. He also won the 1999 Colonial and the 2005 Deutsche Bank Championship. In 2005, he won the PGA Tour Comeback Player of the Year Award over the course of his playing career. He's had five wins, 48 top uh, top 10 finishes and 110 top 25, including in those five wins are two so far out on the Champions Tour. He won the 2011 U.S. Senior Open and the 2015 Greater uh, Greater Gwinnett Open here in, uh, in Atlanta. Nearly won earlier this year at the Chubb Classic. He's having a good season out there on the Champions Tour with a couple of top tens. Had a strong finish this past weekend, which uh, I'm hoping gives him a lot of momentum going into this week's U.S. Senior Open Championship. And I'm glad to have him back with me again tonight here on Next on the G. Hey, Owen, how are you, my friend?
3: Hi, Chris. I'm hoping too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you are. So, Owen, you're there,
1: right? This week is the U.S. Senior Open Championship. So talk about uh, what's going on out there in South Bend.
3: Well, uh, you know, i got to tell you, uh, the USGA to have us here at the Warren Course uh, on Notre Dame, it's literally on the campus of Notre Dame, and it's such a storied uh, university and such a great place. Uh, the golf course is exceptional, and I say that with absolutely no equivocation. It's a beautiful layout. It's in wonderful condition, and uh, the hospitality here has been extraordinary. Uh, they haven't read you there, <laughs> believe it or not. They asked register, believe it or not. You may have caught it on my Twitter. In the football stadium, and then we got to run out of the field, football around a little bit. It's a pretty cool place.
1: No doubt. So. I'm assuming you, you saw that I saw some of the videos you put out there on, on your Twitter page. Right. And uh, the big sign. Right. Play like a champion right there in the locker room. You got to go out there. You got to touch that. Right. You got to you got to touch that. You got to go by uh, touchdown Jesus. What's that all like when uh, you're you're sort of in all of that history?
3: Well, I mean, you know, if if you're not a Notre Dame guy. And you see that kind of stuff. You're going, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Alabama does it and Michigan does it and USC does it and all the great schools have their little shtick and you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when you get in the building and you get to do it yourself, you go, okay, I get it. You know, I, it's, uh, it's an extraordinary thing. The culture, culture is legit. It's for real. There's history here and, um, you know, to be, to be able to experience that, um, as somebody who's on the outside looking in, um, it's kind of, a, it's unique and it's, and it's endearing, frankly. It makes you, uh, makes, you understand, makes you understand their culture. makes you understand their enthusiasm.
1: And, Owen, you mentioned what a beautiful course it is out there designed by uh, Bill Cor and Ben Crenshaw. It's uh, not all that old. So I'm curious to get your thoughts of, you know, actually the, the course layout and uh, if you've had a chance to get out there and have some practice rounds, what it feels like out there.
3: I so played the last couple of, uh, we had pretty nice conditions. The course is soft, raining like crazy here. The course has a look like it's been here for a hundred years. Um, and you look at it, and I don't know if this is a compliment to Ben and, uh, Bill Corr and Ben Crenshaw or, or not. And I'm hoping that they take it as a compliment, but you look at it and you go, I, I, I think this looks like a Donald Ross course. The greens have that kind of presentation. There's some kind of squarish fronts. uh, The the green slope, they pitch from back to front. The bunkers are are guardian greens on either side. Um, In a lot of cases, they've got part three that are short, they have part threes that are long. It's an old style golf course. Um, The green complexes are framed beautifully by the bunkering. The fairways are ample. Uh, It's a second shot golf course. The fairways are ample, they give you some room but the green tend to be a little bit on the small side and there's some there's some undulations and some movement and there's some pretty cute hole locations and the shorter the hole the more exacting those are the longer hole the more forgiving but i think it's a beautiful beautiful design it's a wonderful layout and uh and there are opportunities for lots of good things to happen and there are opportunities for lots of funky things to happen too so there's going to be you know the scores are going to look a little bit like heart monitors this week um, I think it's a great test and the USA is great to have brought us here and it's a wonderful setup
1: and Olin, you had a really good weekend this past week and it's got to, got to be a confidence builder and give you a little bit of momentum coming into into this tournament how do you feel about the state of your game
3: well, you know, it's really funny because I went to sign my scorecard on Sunday and Fig, the guy who takes our scores, he asked for my ID when I shot I shot 67. I played a really nice run of golf. I wanted to make sure it was me who showed up in the scoring set <laughs> with that. Um, you know, my, my game my game has been okay all year. Look, the bottom line is whether or not I feel good with my putter. And I, and I haven't felt good with my putter since Chubb. Uh, you know, I did some work with my caddy Sandy Armor today out on the, on the practice screen Afterwards, and look, it, g- golf is a mystery to me. I don't get it. Uh, all, uh, you know, all of us who have played for as long as we've all played out here on the Champions Tour, most of us don't get it. hard longer. I think he, I think he's uh, he's taking a sabbatical from Men in Black because he's some kind of alien the way he plays. And uh, <laughs> it's just the, the nature of the game. You know, it's a freak show out here. And the guys, <laughs> the guys, say they understand it, the guys say they understand that they don't. They're telling a new story. You know what I mean? But I, uh, it, it, it's such a joy to play this game. It's such a wonderful game. It, for me personally, it tests my sense, it tests my sense of humor. Um, the the thrills are so really far between, but you know, keeps coming out every day, back for war. And, and it's just, just I, I feel so for as long as I've had. And, uh, you know, at the age of 60 now, only a regret because I don't have that much time left because I like to keep trying, you know? Absolutely. Hey, just a couple
1: more before I let you go. I know you've got a busy schedule ahead of you. One of the things that I've noticed when I kind of was looking back over your career, Olin, is you won, you know, a, a few years back in, in Hartford. You won the Deutsche Bank Championship up at the TPC of Boston. We know you're from just outside of D.C., but there's some, is there something about New England, something about that New England area that makes you feel at home, comfortable? What is it about that area that uh, it seems like when you look back over the course of your career,
3: you play well there? Shut up question, bro. Uh, you know, my, mom, my mom's family's from Providence and, and Vermont, places like that, so I got New England roots, and I, I feel an affinity for New England. I'm a big Red Sox guy. I like the Patriots. Um, Of course, the Bruins had a great run this year, and uh, the Celtics are, you know, an historical franchise. So, I mean, there's a lot of of great sports in the New England area. And, you know, I just feel, listen, there needs to be more golf up there. We need the Champions Tour, needs to be up there more. We've had great events up there. The the fans in Norton at Deutsche Bank uh, at the TPC out there were just off the charts. It's so great to go up there. They have such an appreciation for sports uh let, let's find a way to spend a little more time up in the Northeast.
1: So to take that setup question a step further, right, you, you got the U.S. Senior Open up there next year, right, at the, at the Newport Country Club in Rhode Island. That's got to be special for you.
3: I'm going to uh, – well, you know, I see Tiger an awful lot on the range at home. Oh, I'm going to be grilling him. Of course, she's going to laugh at me the whole time. She says, you and I can't talk about golf because our skill sets such. <laughs> I get that. You know, but that's not really the issue. I'm looking for a little inside info. You know, he laughed at me. So when I won Deutsche Bank in 05 he led after the first round and I led the rest of the way to the tournament. And uh he'll he'll walk by me on the range he'll kinda he'll kinda look at me and go, How did you win that tournament? You know? It's a little <laughs> bit of a needle. I dig it. He likes he likes that back and forth. It's it's fun. Uh, I'll find out. I'll get some I'll get some scoop. I'll get some inside info on new on Newport Country Club. Olin,
1: one more before I let you go. How's your son doing? How's Olin Brown Jr.? He's doing
3: great, Chris. Thanks for trying to work his way up the board. He's, but you know, his game, his game coming around. He's doing some his way up the ladder.
1: Olin, remind our listeners because you're you're probably the best internet dish jockey there is. Let them know how they can uh, stay up to date with all you're doing on social media. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, I like posting a song song of the day. I'll post, you know, some of the two. Team- well, look, I like listening to you know the stuff that we all grew up with. You know, you and I are—I don't know if, if you are, but we're in the similar. We're in a similar category, and uh, indeed, I like posting everyone. I like welcoming everybody. Nice tune. You know, you, I spend my time on the radio now flipping channels, and I haven't—I haven't done the whole thing. I, I don't want to out completely and, and have my own playlist. So you know, we look post a song, welcome everybody to the new day, and see where it goes.
1: Oh, and you're fantastic, my friend. Thank you so much for taking time out of your night to come back and be a part of the show. You're one of my all-time favorites, my friend. Best of luck Chris. this week. I'm rooting hard for you.
3: Always good talking to you. If I could touch on one thing before we go. Uh, sure. So I, was, I was listening in uh, with, Kel, with Kelly earlier, and it's great to hear from her. Uh, you know, I I haven't heard, or heard from Kelly for like 30 years once when we were at Admiral's Cove, She was a teaching professional there. But she said a couple of things that really resonated with me. And one of the things she said is that her teaching has evolved. And, you know, so many times you'll, you'll talk to people who say, my pro said this and this and this, and then six months later, my pro said something different. Well, the thing that people need to understand when they, when they talk to their golf professional and try to learn something new is that delivery systems for information change. And philosophies change. And if you're not growing as an instructor or as a player, you're going down the drain. So, you know, it means that struck a chord, and it was a very poignant thing for her to say. And the other thing is, he was talking about hitting shots out of the rough and how good the score players are out of the rough. But, uh, amateurs get stuck too much on hitting a certain kind of shot, and especially out of the rough, because the 60-degree wedge has become such a, an important club. Most people need the extra bounce of the 56-3. When you get in the heavy stuff, Use more bounce. It'll help you out.
1: Great comments and great tip. Thank you for taking time to share that, Owen. You're the best, my friend. Take care. Best of luck sure. this week.
3: Talk to you again soon, and It's always great talking to you. And uh, best of luck to you and what you're doing. You do, always do a great job. And keep it up on Twitter. Keep it up on your show. Talk to you again soon.
1: All right. Take care, Owen. All the best to you and your family, my friend. Thank you that is the great Owen Brown and uh, make sure you follow him on Twitter and Brown is B R O W N E. So don't forget the E at Owen Brown. When you, uh, uh, I tell you, I'm up early in the morning. And one of the first things I do is go to Owen's page because he posts a great song. I tell him all the time, he's the best internet disc jockey there is. So he always gets the day started off on a great note. And then, uh, you know, keeping track of all the great things he's doing out there on the, uh, on the champion store folks. You know, when you when you really want to root for somebody in whatever sport it is, whether it's a team sport or in this case in golf and an individual sport, the kind of thing that, that takes somebody over the top for me is that they're a great person. Got, they have great character and they're just a great individual, someone you want to be around. And uh, that describes Owen Brown. Great guy, wonderful individual, has a great attitude, a great zest for life and is just, you know, as down to earth and as real as they come. And that's why he's uh, one of my all-time favorites here on the show. Why I always look forward to having, looking forward to having him as part of the show. And as you can imagine, can't uh, can't have him back soon enough. So root for him this weekend. He's going to be a guy that uh, I, I have a good feeling he's going to be right at the top of the leaderboard come uh, Sunday night. All right, folks, it is time for me to put a bow on this edition of Next on the T. My sincere thanks go out again to Kelly Stenzel and Owen Brown for joining me tonight please check out our website next on the T dot net on there. You'll be able to keep up to date with uh, what our guest schedule is. And plus we link back over to uh, our page over on Podbean, So there you can stream or download any of our recent or archive episodes for free. Please also check us out on a new site, launchpaddm.com. That's where uh, podcast one sort of takes a look at shows that they are going to bring along. And uh, we would really appreciate your support and, Click on the subscribe button on our page there. We would really appreciate that very much. You can also stream us on great sites and apps like I mentioned, Podbean, but also on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audioboom, and Player.fm as well. Please give me, uh, give me your thoughts on the show. Go on to our Facebook page, Next on the Tea with Chris Mascaro. Share your feedback right there. Plus, if you got a question, like I always say, if you got a question for one of our future guests that you saw on our guest schedule on uh, on our website or someone who's already been on the show, please let me know. I'll be glad to get that uh, question either answered for you or we'll ask it on the air. Again, uh, uh, it's on our Facebook page and our website again is nextonthetea.net. Folks, thanks again for choosing to listen to this show tonight. We really appreciate the fact that you are making us a part of your golfing content. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends.
3: And media members go to tell their stories Join us the same time every Tuesday